Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I am Hallie, your speech pathologist that is here to help you be the best SLP you can be. In this episode, I want to answer a question that I get asked pretty often. It's not my number one question, but it's something that I think is important and relevant, especially for the beginning of the school year. One question I get asked is, what prizes and reward systems do you use with your older speech students? Now, before I answer and explain why I currently don't have a reward system, let me take you back to all the various reward systems I've had in my career. So I, when I was working with K-5, to I had gumball machines that I made. This is pre-like TPT, and I'm not an artist. I drew with construction paper, and then I took bingo chips and fun tech, and I had the, my kissel was not very big. I was in two different buildings with like 20 students in each. So I took a bulletin board. I hung up these gumball machines, and after every session, if they did what they were supposed to do, they got a gumball, and when they got 10 gumballs, they got a prize from the prize bin, and I filled it up with things that I got from, like, Oriental Trading or the dollar store or what have you. So that was when I was working with my younger ones. And then when I started working with my current caseload in the beginning, I had speech dollars, and I had a caseload of 50 at the time, which was actually pretty light, considering now I have 65 plus. But I took library pockets, like those things that are in the library, in back of the library book that you can put like the, that piece of paper in. And you can get those on Amazon, Lakeshore Learning, any of those sites. And I put those on my wall. And then I found these free images of like dollars. And I made a million copies under the sun on like green paper. And they got a dollar after each session if they did a good job. And if they got $10, I got a prize from the prize bin. 
So what are some things that went wrong with this? I had a very large caseload, a lot to manage. My students were stealing dollars from each other. I started becoming like the banker in Monopoly. We went from being an honor system to here, just take a prize anyway. I'm sorry, someone stole from you. It became a nightmare. Then on top of that, the prizes that I was giving them, which was just like pencils and erasers. I didn't want to give them toys because I felt like it would be distracting in the classroom, but they still were distracting in the classroom. So on top of the fact that my students were not appreciative and the fact they were stealing from each other and it became a time suck, it became a money suck also because I was going through prizes like nobody's business and teachers were getting mad at me and students were getting upset because they should have had 10 and I couldn't keep track of like where they should have been. It became a nightmare. So that was when I got rid of my speech wall of money. And I was like, okay, I'll just have a prize bin. And if they do a good job, I'll just reward them here and there. Well, every single time they said, hey, is this my time to be rewarded? And it became another distraction. It became something they were fixated on and it became a pain. So that was when I said, I am done with the prizes. Instead, this is the way it is. You're coming to speech and you're going to do the work because I said so. And that's good enough. And you're probably saying, well, Hallie, like, they need more than that. We know that older speech students are tough to motivate and learning is hard for them. And I get that. But there's other ways I like to motivate my students. I like to motivate my students by using their interests in their speech sessions so they're like, oh, this is fun to learn. I motivate them by having my sessions fun and engaging and incorporating games and competitions. That makes it fun. They don't need to be rewarded. They're being rewarded with fun. And lastly, I like to motivate my students with giving them a say. Let let them decide what writing utensil to use. Like, do they have to use a pencil? Could they use a pen or a gel pen? I like to change it up on them. It doesn't always have to be a pencil. Maybe they have a say in, I give them two choices of the topic of the day. Or maybe they don't have to always read. I can read it to them and they have that ability to let me know how they want the information presented to them. So I like to motivate them in other ways than just extrinsic motivations. I want them to be intrinsically motivated to learn. I want them to build their confidence and say, I want to participate because this is fun and I'm getting the help I need to succeed in school. So getting buy-ins in other ways like that will take the pressure out of having to spend money that we don't have, time that we don't have on prizes and giving out prizes. We only have them for 30 minutes. If you're spending five of those minutes giving stickers and then rewards, when are you teaching them? We only have them for 30 minutes. And let's be real. We know it takes time to gather them, get them seated, get them situated. Time is precious. We need to use it wisely. So if we can motivate them in other ways so that they see the value of why they are there, they realize they're having fun while they're there. They're learning while they're there. They're building their confidence while they're there. They don't need a sticker. They don't need an eraser to feel valued and to feel rewarded. Sometimes just giving them that verbal praise that they might not get throughout the day is enough. Maybe just showing them that you're listening and that you care and asking them how their day went or how their weekend went shows them that you care and that's enough. So there's different ways they can show them that, hey, the speech room is fun. I'm here to help you and I'm here to reward you. However, it doesn't have to be with a tangible item. And that might be something if you're always for years had prizes, it can be an adjustment. Or if they came from another speech therapist who always had prizes, it can be an adjustment. But I promise after the first few sessions, I'll stop asking, where's my prize? Because we do know we have students that are fixated on it. And they'll be asking, like, did I get a prize today? Did I earn a prize today? Did I earn a prize today? 
You know those students, you're thinking about them in your head. What if we took that out and said, we're always going to have fun here. That's the prize. The prize is you get to spend the next 30 minutes with me and having fun and learning and feeling successful and realizing that learning can be fun. Isn't that better than a sticker? Isn't that better than an eraser or a pencil or a whatever you used to give? Now that said, the occasional bringing in a special treat is totally cool. I'm all for it. Like, hey, you guys have been working really, really hard. You've all made progress during this progress monitoring time. We're going to do a a food craft. I'm going to let you chew gum today. Or I'm going to let you, at the last five minutes, listen to your favorite YouTube, as long as it's clean and appropriate. And that's okay, too. But it doesn't have to be each and every time. And you know your students. There might be students that require a little bit more encouragement. But I encourage you to take a step back and say, well, why aren't they motivated? Why are they not willing to participate? What's going on with them that's making them more hesitant to engage with what we are doing? Maybe they're avoidant because they know learning is hard and they're embarrassed. Maybe they're upset that their best friend graduated from speech last year and they're still here. I'd like you to look at the bigger picture than why they keep asking for a reward. Okay, so when you are thinking about new behavior systems and reward systems for your speech room, I'd like you to think about different ways instead of what systems you can have in place to reward them. What systems can you have in place to always keep them motivated, to always show them the relevance, to always show them that you care and to make your room warm and exciting and welcoming and that they are always just excited to be there. It'll be a punishment when speech is canceled because you have a meeting or you're absent. The prize is that they get to spend the next 30 minutes with you. All right, I want to hear from you guys. Send me a DM, send me an email. Do you agree with me, not agree with me? Are you willing to throw that prize bin out the window? Just don't get in trouble for doing so. I believe it will really, truly save you time, energy, and money. All right, like always, I like to end my episodes with a joke. Why is glue bad at math? Because it always gets stuck on the problems. Using jokes every single week. I like to hang up these jokes on my wall in my speech room. We like to talk about them as they're walking in. That's a way to just build rapport and having your room be a little bit more fun. That's a reward in itself. Like, hey, I got to learn a joke. I've had students that brought me jokes and said, hey, Mrs. Sherman, can you use my joke next week? When they saw their joke on the wall, whether or not it was a good one or a bad one, they felt so proud of themselves. Like, they don't need a sticker. They just need some recognition. And some just that realizing like, wow, someone cares. I got to do something fun and special in here. All right, guys, until next week, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.